What We Value, the podcast. Hello and welcome to What We Value, a podcast by Deutsche Telekom aiming to inspire and support young people on their volunteering journey. Listen to insightful conversations between me, your host, Jacqueline Azza, and a diverse range of guests from across Europe, from high profile and action oriented young activists to volunteering project leaders. Welcome to What We Value. Today, we're talking about how to make volunteering work for you. And I'm talking to Maya Gazal. Hi, Maya. How are you doing today? Hey, Jacqueline. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Can you start by introducing yourself to our listeners? Hello, everyone. My name is Maya Gazal. I'm 23 years old and I am originally from Damascus, Syria. I have been a resident in the UK since 2015. Um, I'm a British citizen as well now, um, so that's quite cool. Um, I am also an aviation engineer, a pilot and a goodwill ambassador for UNHCR, the UN Refugee Agency. And uh, I'm excited to speak to you today. You are amazing. I have a confession. I was stalking your Instagram <laughs> and I like love you already. You are oh, so amazing. You. And every your, your whole journey and your whole story is very, very inspiring. Your path to where you are today has been a winding one, to say the least. Can you tell us about your journey from, Dama- from Damascus, Syria to the United Kingdom and how staying at a hotel with the view of London's Heathrow Airport sparked the desire to learn how to fly and lead you to becoming the world's first female Syrian pilot, by the way. Yes, um, to be honest, like that's all I want to do is just to spread girl power and give confidence to other girls. Um, But basically, so in 2015, my dad was already in the UK and my mom and my two younger brothers and I made the journey from Damascus to Beirut, from Beirut to Turkey, and from Turkey to Birmingham. We had a family reunification visa, so we had a visa on our passports, everything was legal, we came on a plane, Um, I had like my certificates from school translated from Syria. Um, The situation in Syria was no longer safe, and that's what like kind of forced us to leave the country conflict that was so ongoing and the lack of basic life necessities such as water, electricity, um, are what drove my dad to make this journey. And 15 months later, we were able to reunite with him. And I had great expectations about coming to the UK. And I really wanted to start my life again. I wanted to have a normal life and I wanted to fit in. Then I started getting rejected from schools. I was 16 at the time and every school would look at me when I apply and they would not see past the fact that I was Syrian. They All they could see is just people in camps, people who are uneducated and people fleeing war. But they couldn't see the potential that I had in me or the human really that was in front of them, but rather stereotypes. And that's what um, started my journey. That's what led me into volunteering. And that's also what later on led me into becoming the first ever female Syrian refugee pilot. Um, That moment when you were at the hotel and you seen London's airport, what was like the conversation in your head that you had with yourself to go from just being new to a country to saying, I'm going to be a pilot? 
Um, well, it was, it was it was quite a funny conversation, I must say. So basically, so that that moment of me staying in a hotel by Heathrow Airport was two years after I've been in this country. I, um, as I said previously, I was rejected from three schools just because of stereotypes. And I turned into volunteering to make sure that my voice is heard and I'm no longer kind of looked upon just for labels and the ways that I look, but rather for myself and the things that I call for. With volunteering for two years as a public speaker for a charity called the Children's Society, I gained more confidence and I realized that people telling me no and limiting my abilities are people that shouldn't really matter in my life and they shouldn't be a part of it. Um, And, you know, I should not listen to them because I'm the one that writes my own future. You know, like all these things that happen to me are out of my control. Being born a woman is out of my control. So I am not going to let the outside community or society define me for you know, who I am. I can write my own future. So when I was staying in that hotel by Heathrow Airport, I looked at planes and I was like, wow, they looked <laughs> amazing. They were fascinating, especially in Heathrow. Every five minutes, there is a plane landing. So there was like lots of this big machines that are so accurate and they go into this very accurate traffic because they hold so many passengers and they go all over the world. And I was just fascinated. I knew that this is what I wanted to be in the future. I wanted to be a pilot. I also got fascinated by aviation. I was just like, I want to be part of that, you know, sector. And so that was like the kind of sort of conversation that I was having. Like, you know, pilots and things like that were not really anything that was talked about, like talked about in the family or even just in Syria, back in Syria in the country, or even just here. It was it was nothing, it was never like something that was even discussed. So it was just so new and I like new and it was a challenge and I wanted a challenge for some reason. <laughs> Um, I remember leaving that hotel and I turned to my mom and I was like, mom, you know, I now know like what I want to do in university. I want to study aviation engineering and I want to become a pilot. I want to control those planes. And um, she kind of like looked at me and she thought like it was just one of them spur of a moment (laughs) decisions that, you know, I don't even make. Like I am someone who really thinks things through and like very tactical and love to plan everything so that was like something that was outside the ordinary for me um and she and like you know she kind of just like you know whatever kind of thing and I really thought yeah maybe I'll forget about it It was maybe a spur of a moment thing then I couldn't let it go and I spoke to other people about it and they cautioned me passing through security is difficult enough for Arabs, let alone going into the cockpit and becoming pilots. And then hearing those words, I was like, you know what? I want to become a pilot because I want to bug the trend. I want, you know, I just imagined this kind of discouragement that so many young people face. I no longer wanted, you know, to sit and accept and fit in you know I wanted to stand out and I wanted to share the message that other people and young people Gen Z especially we should believe in themselves we should believe in ourselves believe we are the role models that we want to be I wanted like you know when I first started when I first came to the country 
I wanted a role model that would show me and tell me that everything is going to be all right. I wanted someone to tell me that I'm going to make it and that it is okay. And whatever I was going through, it will pass. I did not have anyone to do that for me. So you became that person for yourself. Exactly. I became this person for myself and I became this person for other people as well that struggle and are struggling like I used to. So, um, yeah, I think becoming a pilot was definitely something because I was interested in. But then I got really stubborn when people told me that I couldn't do it. Like, I could not like sit and hear other people telling me what I can and cannot do. It started with schools. I'm not going to let it stop me from achieving my dreams. And here we are today. <laughs> I've graduated university with aviation engineering degree. Um, I've got my own private pilot's license. Um, and definitely the road is more interesting and successful ahead, for sure. Yes, I think... The biggest thing I'm hearing in what you just said was taking something that is difficult or that's hard and conquering it and making it work for you and overcoming it to where not only are you making it work for you, but you're taking that light and you're sharing it with everybody around you so they can use whatever holds them back as their power. Because literally what was your your hold your hold back is now your power. Exactly. And, you know, this is like the kind of, I feel the power of podcasts like these, because sometimes as I, I, we are all, I think, unique in ourselves and we all have something special about us that uh, we might have discovered or not discovered yet. Um, so for the people that still are looking to know how they can be themselves, how can they be the best person that they are, I think like it, it does it is very easy to make a change in the world. Smallest act of kindness can change someone's life. And you never know what it is you're good at or what it is that you can achieve. We all come from very unique and different backgrounds. But we do have in common so much that we have in difference. And it's when sometimes we focus on these things and try and connect with others and spread positivity in this world of ours, future is made better for the next generation. Speaking of backgrounds, in 2021, you were appointed a Goodwill Ambassador by the UN. What are your goals in this role? First of all, before we talk about your goals in this role, can you explain to us the, U, the specific UN sector you worked for and how that process of becoming a Goodwill Ambassador happened? So, um, like you said, in 2021, I was appointed a, a Goodwill Ambassador for UNHCR, the UN Refugee Agency. So uh, many people know the United Nations, but actually like the United Nations is like the big kind of tree and then from it comes like all the different sis uh, sisters I'd say or siblings of the United Nations agencies there is UNHCR there is UNESCO there is UNRWA there is um so many there are so many uh there is UN women even I think um so in 2017 I won Princess Diana's Legacy Award and I was chosen as one of 20 people around the world to hold this legacy and receive an award from Princess William, uh, Prince William and Prince Harry. And it was such a great ceremony. It was done in St. James Palace in London and it was like a fun 
day overall. So as part of this, there was like a lot of media outreach. And uh, because of that, I got introduced to UNHCR. And it was actually funny. It was done through kind of an Instagram campaign. It was nothing unlike too specifically. Um, and then they got to know more about my story. And I know the work that they do. They help displaced people, internally displaced or um, refugees um, around the world. And because it was such a close coast to my heart, I wanted to join my voice with theirs and help their message. So I was a high profile supporter for them for four years, attending events and speaking at conferences. I was even invited to give a TED talk at the United Nations headquarters in Geneva. Um, and yes, it was, it was this whole like lots of commitment and work. And I was committed to the cause. I was con committed to the agency and also, um, to be committed to something that gives back to your community, it really doesn't make you feel good. Um, so it's a happy pill, I'd call it. Um, so because of this commitment, after four years of continuous commitment, I was appointed a Goodwill Ambassador for UNHCR. And with a Goodwill Ambassadorship as my role, um, I speak to private stakeholders and donors um, of the agency. I speak to foundations and charities about the work of the agency the role of the agency and at the same time um i do get like some specified um shall i say stakeholders that are a su supporters of unhcr and could also help me in my journey so for example um i was put in touch with virgin atlantic and you know i am an aviation um enthusiasts so that was like really cool for me um and um, I was invited to Silverstone with the Mercedes um Toto and Susie um last month which was also very exciting I mean who doesn't love to go and watch a Formula One race um it was it was really cool and I got to meet Tom Cruise there as well um so that's always a win um, and yes, I got to do like lots of different campaigns with them. And this is basically what my role entitles. My goal with this role is to add to this image that people sometimes have to refugees or to women or to Syrians or to Arab to show that we're not just defined by one thing. We are human beings. We are survivors. And, you know, we're capable of continuing our lives from zero when it's all disturbed and have, you know, to start it all over again in a new country. Coming to the UK, I couldn't speak a word of English. I was always turned away. I was underestimated. And I did not like that. I wanted to make a change, not just for myself, but for also 100 million people who are also displaced like me. Definitely, they do have different stories. But like I said, you know, we all need to be there for each other. And in one, in like my story can inspire someone to believe in themselves or to go into the aviation industry or to change stereotypes about women. Um, I think it's, we have like really endless opportunities and ways that we can make the world a better place. And I'd like to use every chance that I have to play my role in doing so. Very, very, very inspiring. And I can only imagine the confidence you've gained from this entire journey, the ups and the downs, and all the amazing people that you've met along the way that are 
going to be lifelong comrades and friends and just the character development of your journey is even in the way you you speak you speak very good english by the way you're very articulate you're very amazing you. you're so accomplished so these images that you are changing of syrian refugees women or arabs like you like you mentioned doing a good job and you're inspiring <laughs> others to do the same too what does that mean to you like the fact that you were probably one and very many that got the chance to change your life and start over how does this entire journey does it mean to you um well this entire journey i wanted to represent hope and positivity and life like well-rounded life you know i um what it means to me have been you know because to me i think that coming to the uk was kind of like you know that turning point and even though it started bad but i am still thankful for every hurdle and struggle that i went through because it made me the person that i am today i was once asked if i feel guilty for being here and you know some of my family not being here or so many experience and i just feel that yeah like you know we're humans we survive and we do whatever it takes for us to conquer in this world it's up to us how we want to achieve that and i chose to achieve it by being hopeful by being positive and by spreading kindness in this country uh, today i call home the uk i'm a british citizen and this is where my family is and this is the place that i call home um so it's in a way it's been definitely a very positive journey and i guess with my story i do want to show people that it's not a 100% perfect journey at all times you cannot expect kind of success without struggle you cannot expect for you yourself to achieve dreams without you know you work hard for them and you know i still struggle today i still have bad days today i still get rejected told no i still struggle as a person and that is very important part of my journey because we're all human beings here you know we go through things we hit rock bottom and then we climb back up we cry we feel depressed and it's all okay because you know these these things are normal and these things are okay and as long as we are speaking about them we're getting the right support we're speaking to family or friends we're acknowledging our feelings um these are things that all make us human beings and makes us who we are and i think we should embrace them and make sure that we make use of them you know i i embraced my journey for so long i embraced being the turned away um Syrian refugee who couldn't speak english um but today i'm embracing the pilot the engineer in me and um in the future you know i don't know what's going to be like but i'd like to think of endless opportunities that could happen and possibilities and to every person who's going through so like something or or hesitant i just say for it go outside your comfort zone and do it you know always take every opportunity that you can get because you can never know what happens after it if i did not take that leap of faith in myself and you know wanting to become a pilot regardless of people telling me that i will not be able to do it i'd never have been 
here today speaking to you. I would never have achieved so much and, you know, I don't know where life would have taken me. Um, but I'm definitely thankful and, you know, I don't even regret being, or like, I don't even hold a grudge against the schools that rejected me in the past. I look at it and I just see it as part of my story and I'm proud of every part of my story.